Oh, it's been a long time since a former Illini has gone on to be an NBA head coach. I remember Johnny Red Kerr wearing the whistle for the Bulls, and I think it's the Suns a little bit. But guess what? There's an up-and-comer, former Illini dunker, making inroads in the NBA. And with the Suns, Brian Randall, former Illini, will be uh, the newest assistant on Monty Williams' staff and foots in the door for that next step, maybe, as a head coach. All right, Richie will talk about Randall, who will be spotlighted in this weekend's News Gazette. He'll tell you the latest on recruiting, and he'll tell you why Georgie is up in a tree rescuing cats. All in this week's Inside Illini Basketball Podcast, Episode 116. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, it's a big week for Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. Not just about basketball, right? Not about the NBA about to start its conference finals. But on Tuesday, Scott Ritchie, proud EIU alum, has been assigned a story to go to Charleston, Illinois and tell the remarkable story of the Panthers about how the school keeps growing. Scotty, you're beside yourself. The chance to go back to your stomping grounds. I always enjoy it, and it's been a year, I think, since I've been in Charleston. Uh, like the last time I was there was uh, to more than a year, I suppose. Um, actually, I have no idea the last time I was there. Anyway, it was to talk with their then new football coach, Adam Cushing. So more than a year because he's already coached. It's a Monday. How about that? Um, yeah, it's always fun to go home. Charleston's home. Of course, things look a little different these days. All right, Mr. Valpo Fort Wayne. Oh, uh, that's going to be in your Sunday News Gazette. So that's uh, that's great. The EIU's enrollment increased again, in all seriousness. They're somehow uh, pulling this off in this pandemic, getting students to say yes, come study, right? I mean, it's impressive because you look like four years ago, like enrollment had bottomed they out. They were teetering. Well, like a lot of state universities that didn't have any money from the state, which was kind of an issue. Um, but, yeah, things are looking brighter. It's the versatility of, of Scott Ritchie. Brad Underwood would love your kind of versatility. You'd fit in well in his roster. He likes different kind of pieces to fit into and his basketball puzzle. You're different, and you're a piece of work. So that <laughs> I, I set that one different up pieces. Well. 
Scott Ridge. He writes for At Home Magazine. He writes for A1. He does a bit of everything for the News Gazette. Thank you, Scott Ritchie. This is Jim Rosso, who signs his checks. Do I? I I don't know. I haven't gotten a physical check since I've worked here. Is that right? It just goes directly into my bank account. Well, I'm 55 years old, and my 19-year-old son had no idea what a check was the other day when I demanded money from him (laughs) for the phone that he bought on my Discover card. He says, Dad, can I Venmo, Venmo you some money? I said, what? I said, I need a check, Gus Rosso. So he went to the bank and got a check. Had no idea how to fill it out. I said just to the line and then one zero zero. And you create a lot of work yeah, for Gus. But he had to learn that. That's what today's kids are well, missing. Well, if he surprised you by buying a phone, then maybe he deserved it. Get a checkbook, kids. All right. Well, I mean, you can really set up all of your bills to be paid online. Yeah, I really don't like that. I'm old school. All right. Hey, little, we'll, we'll eventually get to basketball here today on Inside the Line of Basketball. Episode, what, 116? 116. Excellent. Amazing. A few tidbits about Richie's time at EIU. It took him seven years. Took me three and a half. He uh, finished last in the homecoming uh, king voting. I don't believe I was ever even nominated. Is that worse? I'm not sure. And he was a star shot putter. Uh, uh, Only casually thrown the shot put. Uh a couple times. Are you going to get a haircut for your trip to Charleston? You should. See, the thing is. it's embarrassing. It's, it's not embarrassing. Lovey Smith likes my hair, by the way. I'll remind you of that. Can't but keep playing that card. I was going to surprise you next time you saw me by maybe having a haircut. Or a ponytail. That's not long enough for a ponytail. And also would not do that. All right, uh, Paige, College Basketball Extra, your Sunday News Gazette, was outstanding. I'm glad we didn't uh, we didn't take Zach Osterman on with some with uh, We're not media a nemesis, what did we call last week? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, my new enemy, opposing, apparently. Opposing beat writer is what it was. Now he's press row, so that's good. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Hoosiers are going to look like. Zach Osterman, the beat writer for the Indianapolis Star, home of Dave Woods, former news gazetteer. Um, pretty open with the Hoosiers. They're my surprise team in the Big Ten. Don't give me that look. I mean, I'm not sure how much of a surprise they'll be. I mean, they have a lot of the same pieces back. Um, we'll move on without Devontae Green, who graduated, and Justin Smith, who graduated and left, and it's now at Arkansas. But, uh, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis... Is back. I mean, that's a key piece for them. He was, I think, the other runner-up to Kofi Coburn for Big Ten Freshman of the Year. And then really the most intriguing player they, they have is one of their newest. And Christian Lander is a mm-hmm. Evansville native, reclassified, joined the Hoosiers for this coming season, um, and will likely be their starting point guard from the opening minute of the season whenever that may be. Oh, it's coming, Scott Ritchie. I saw some Big Ten, more Big Ten power rankings every every week. Uh, saw Illinois three, is that right? And a lot of Illinois fans saying like, "What?" Behind Iowa and Wisconsin, I'm with them on that. What? I mean, there's I mean there's an argument to be made for both Iowa and Wisconsin, but again. And I've already ranked Illinois higher than both of those teams. So 
Yeah, I mean, all right. maybe number one. I, I mean, I'm I would assume when Kofi Coburn came back, I, maybe the people who had Illinois there didn't remember that. But I mean, obviously, Luca Garza at Iowa, and everyone else. I mean, they brought back the whole crew. Wisconsin brought back its whole team. So I mean, the top of the Big Ten it will be very experienced and uh, pretty talented. But I like Illinois' potential maybe more than those other two teams because Iowa still has a real casual relationship with playing defense. And Wisconsin, I mean, to be fair, they're just not very exciting. I mean, but they'll still win a lot of games because that's just what Wisconsin basketball does. Illinois has the chance to be much more exciting, though. And everyone likes excitement. All right, I saw the ACC kind of took what we discussed last month about the possible NCAA tournament uh, setups. But they want everybody to play. I said just the Power Fives, right? A hundred team tournament. Well, also with a losers bracket like the softball <laughs> tournaments that I've played in. Here's the thing. I mean, I think sixty-eight's fine. Like a a, a regular NCAA tournament can still be be held. Um, sixty-four is actually better because that's a number that works in a bracket. You don't have to have a first four. But we we're long past that ever happening again. ACC's plan for, I think they said like 346, so they're leaving a few teams out because there's 357 Division One teams. Um, four of those just will be in their first year at Division One this coming season, so they're out because they're not you know fully vested. There's a couple more that are still in that process, so it'd be closer to like 350, and that's ridiculous. Like I'm not sure. I mean, really, Coach K was. All out in front of this, but like, why? Why would you ever think that hey, would be a good idea? Curmudgeon, change is good. How about this? Dan Gavitt, who's in charge of college basketball, essentially for the NCAA, already swatted that away. It's not going to happen. Are you on Dan Gavitt's payroll? Why the continued love for this guy? Because every week you're he's like the guy who's going to make sure we have a season, which we'll know more about this week, uh, September sixteenth, which is. Two days away is when they'll announce when the, the season will start. And it looks like November 21st now is the date because there's some those multi-team events that would have started in a traditional season before November 25th, and they still want to play, just maybe not in Maui. Well, that would be a busy weekend. That would be week four of the Big Ten football season. According <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Ed Bond, could be producer. Even, could be even deeper into the Big Ten football season. How are you going to cover both those games? Scott Ritchie. Well, I mean. Out of your couch like you're covering everything because that's a, how you do it. There's a lot that goes into it. Like, are you going to send me to wherever the basketball is right. bubbling? Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, here's the deal. I want, I'm want. i curious as to how the NBA beat writers. Have you looked into this? Did they go to the bubble? Is it worth going to the bubble when you're conducting interviews by Zoom anyway? What more do you get out of it than – well, there's uh, there's a mix, and like the NFL obviously just started, well Thursday, but most of the games yesterday on Sunday. Um, there are some writers that do go, and it's the same for baseball. That's been right. going for a while. Um, there's others that that don't, because all like at least at the professional level, locker rooms are closed to anyone that's not on the team. All post game is done through Zoom. So yep, I don't see the benefit other than. Uh, 
be able to lounge in your pajamas in the Hyatt as uh, opposed to your Savoy. Marriott, not Hyatt. I'm sorry. Not a sponsor, but if they want to sponsor, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, it's there is a benefit to being there, I think, because you still you see more and obviously what you know the the, the broadcast on TV does not tell you know, the the full picture, the full story. But I certainly could do more from one centralized location. Could cover football and basketball and heck maybe even the same day. But we'll see. And I mean that's obviously football has to come back for the Big Ten, which may or may not happen. And the college basketball season has to get going, which everyone seems very gung ho about, but Yeah, you can't it's still two months away if if it happens. Oh, it's on. This weekend proved it. So many college football games on. Uh, none that I really wanted to watch, mind you. But I watched them anyway. There, yeah, there were some, I mean, just really bad matchups, if we're going to be honest. But there were a couple games that caught my attention. For whatever reason, uh, I was drawn into the Georgia Southern versus Campbell game. The fighting, Cam- well, I mean, mostly because Campbell's the fighting camels. And they almost pulled the upset. Uh, but yeah, Sunbelt is now better than the Big 12, it seems, because they won three of those matchups. So, okay. There's some interesting things, but not a lot of great football. Back to college football, college basketball extra. Every Sunday, full page in your News Gazette, three bucks. It's a bargain. Scoop it up at your Circle K. Easy to find. Subscribe, maybe even, and get it every That, day. too. You can get, like, a Thursday through Sunday subscription, which if I were a subscriber, I'd get. I am a subscriber. I get handed to my house every morning. But I'd go the Thursday through Sunday. A lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to deal with your list. Why not? Because it's... I, I created it just for I know, you. And it got under my skin. Uh, mission accomplished. Ten returning players who aren't household names to me is ten returning players I don't want to know anything about. So I didn't even read the list, actually. Thanks. Makes me feel good. I wrapped a fish (laughs) with it at home, a trout. (laughs) That's uh, I caught at Lake of the Woods. Are there trout at Lake of the Woods? (laughs) I would be surprised. Maybe it was a gar. I can't tell. You'd know if it was a gar because it yeah, big teeth. Right. Well, I wrapped it with this list of, I don't even want to talk about it, so don't even go, we're not going there. Don't look at There are some, some, some real dudes on this list. How? Fr- okay, one, one, one beef I have with you. Ten players you haven't heard of. You, you put somebody from Arizona on the list. How do you not know somebody from Arizona? Because he's never played for Arizona yet. Doesn't matter. He's going to Arizona. That means you know about him. I would say a lot of people have never heard of Trail Brown. In fact, Ed Bond knew. Ed Bond texted me on the weekend. He said, "What is Richie doing? Who doesn't know Terrell Brown?" That's highly suspicious. Did you know Terrell Brown? TB, I call him. Yeah. Where did he play? Don't look down. TB? Uh, he's from uh, the Seattle area, if I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, he played at yeah, Seattle. Yeah, take that. Played at Seattle. <laughs> um, 
transferred, grad transferred to Arizona. Just a bad list is what I'm saying. I don't want really to talk about it, all right? Let's move on. We're, we're really you know, letting our potential subscribers know just what kind of content they can get. Bad fortunately, fortunately, Scott Ritchie, your podcast audience came through again this week. We've we started asking for submitted questions from our thousands of listeners, and both Tate and Roger came through this week. You ready for these? I am. Tate asks, how do you think we're sitting recruiting-wise with, here we go, Bryce Hopkins, Jordan Nesbitt, Wesley Carday, Cardet, I think, maybe. And Mac Etienne. Let's start with Bryce Hopkins. He's the guy I'm most intrigued with. Yeah, well, Illinois is definitely highly pursuing Bryce Hopkins after he decommitted from Louisville. Uh, the maybe not so terrific news is while you know organized unofficial visits and official visits are not allowed as the NCAA's dead period for recruiting has just kind of been continuously extended the last five, six months. Uh, doesn't mean that student-athletes, potential prospects, can't just go to a campus and check things out for themselves, which, you know, Bryce Scott Kins reportedly did when he went to Kentucky. So uh, that's, uh, you know, the Wildcats are sort of seen as the the current leader in his recruitment, um, mostly because they missed on a lot of their top, tar- top targets already, and he's a consistent consensus four-star recruit you know a top 30 35 player in the country in his class also just pretty talented as a 6 7 220 pound combo forward um, but Illinois you know as soon as he was back on the market was right back in on his recruitment um, and trying to lock down you know the top available player in the 2021 class in the state of Illinois um, so they're still there but uh, certainly some challengers rather big name challengers for his services that's not good news when you visit Kentucky right I think I've been like driven through Lexington I don't a lot of horses beautiful scenery yeah big didn't arena re- didn't really tour yeah, you don't seem to be a, like a Lexington guy to me. You're more like Villa Grove. I mean, I've been to Villa Grove, but... River floods a lot. We'll have a drone picture of Villa Grove in Wednesday's News Gazette. Just telling you. Okay. I know you're interested in yep. more than sports these days. Jordan Nesbitt, you wrote about today in yeah. Inside or Good Morning Illini Nation. Yeah, he's going to cut his list to three on Thursday. Okay. Illinois, I imagine Illinois makes that list. Okay. And then he's going to commit on his birthday, October 1st. And uh, that might be where, like, the good news for Illinois ends. Because right now, every crystal ball has him staying home, going to St. Louis. And rivals future casts. What? Are all projecting him to stay home and play for Travis Ford at St. Louis. So, St. Louis any good these days? They're like a kind of top of the middle team in the Atlantic Ten. So, okay. 
Neat yeah. arena, I guess. Nice little midtown arena. Yeah. And, I mean, he's from St. Louis. Okay. So Good for him. But, I mean, should Illinois make his top three this week? They still have a couple of weeks after that to maybe change his mind. And it would be a good thing if they could because, obviously, they already – I mean, well, to start with, they got Luke Goody. I mean, I think everyone sort of just glosses over that fact. But he did commit in April, and he's a four-star prospect, really good shooter. That's a, a positive. Where is he from? From Fort Wayne. Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, but then, you know, Brandon Weston – committed to Seton Hall, David Jones committed to DePaul, uh, Jordan Nesbitt looking like he's going to maybe pick St. Louis. So all the, I mean, all these guys that Illinois was really high on and recruited pretty heavily, um, had all three of those guys on campus for unofficial visits uh, towards the end of this last season where they got to see State Farm Center at its best and Illinois play really well. And they didn't pick Illinois, so... Maybe they're, they're scared. They're running out of options a little bit. Do you hear me? What maybe scared? there's too much talent on campus already. Well, these guys, all those guys play a position that will likely be coming open after this year because I suppose never say never, but I always assume coming back for year four strikes me as a, a very slim possibility. How about Wesley Cartet? So here's Did the guy. I, where, I mean, all these guys that we've I'm talked about. I'm cutting you off right now. Just, that Illinois. Well, it, yeah. it leads right into Wesley Cartet. Cartet is how you pronounce it. I'm not really sure. Wesley. I got that much right. Anyway, all these misses or potential misses. This is a new name kind of in that shooting guard wing category. And he's a four-star recruit from Florida. It's now playing at West Oaks Academy in Orlando, which, again, we'll say, you know, was the alma mater of Andres Feliz. So there's a, a connection between Illinois and that, that coaching staff. And just a bucket getter. The only problem is, I mean, Illinois is new to his recruitment. So I don't know that he's anywhere near, you know, any type of decision, but there's work to be done to maybe catch up with some programs that have been recruiting him longer. If they need someone to get buckets, like he okay. will score a lot. Thank you again, Tate, for the questions. Mac Etienne, he also wants to know about. Yeah, I mean, four-star center, um, which, I mean, Illinois will be looking, again, likely to replace Kofi Coburn after this coming season. Um, so there's going to be an opportunity there. Um, hasn't really... You know, maybe gotten close to a decision, but you know, it's talented, average a double double. He's the Gatorade Player of the Year in Connecticut. Transferred for his senior season, will play at uh, Brewster Academy in New Hampshire, which will put him on a national schedule and playing likely with an entire roster of Division One prospects. I think I'm losing a place. Another guy that they had on campus um, towards the end of the 2019-2020 season for an unofficial visit. Well, his might have been official. Anyway, but they had him here and. You got to see, again, Illinois kind of at its best. And with Kofi likely not coming back for a third year, one would assume, maybe, there's a pretty big hole to fill in the rotation. And Mac Etienne would be a, a suitable replacement, I think. 
Email your questions to srichie at news, news-gazette.com. He'll answer them. Text us, snap us, send us something on Instagram. We'll give them to you. Roger E. checks in. Will you get to watch much practice? You want me to answer that for you? We probably could, but the answer is going to be no. And Now there's like a real reason not to let you in. Yeah, the whole pandemic thing. Yeah, even before that, uh, access has sort of changed, even in the, the Brad Underwood era. His first year, there was a little more. Could you know, hang out and watch the end of a practice or the beginning of one after maybe a, a media availability. Not so much these days. And now, like, basically, if you are not 100% associated with the Illinois basketball program, like on the team or a coach or a staff member, you can't even get into Ubbin. So would assume I won't be seeing much of the Illini as they practice. You know, back in the day, I don't know if you ever listened to Lauren's stories, but it was a far different world. Lauren basically called plays during practice. Not only did he get to watch them. <laughs> yeah, things have, have changed. Uh I mean, obviously, I've covered Illinois under two head coaches, mm-hmm. and save for you know part of maybe that first year, the Brett Underwood era, neither him nor John Gross has really you know allowed much much access to practice. Gross zero. Um, so yeah, it's a little different, right? Not much as I don't know if it's as much secrecy as maybe conduct, as much. Maybe social media access these days. It's, you know, coaches in basketball, I've I've learned, are not as maybe paranoid as football, which by far tops any list. Yeah, when you use a card to cover your mouth when you call You're, plays, right. so you can't be lip read. Yeah, well, because, I mean, essentially basketball, everyone knows what everyone else runs. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of being able to yeah. stop it. Um, yeah, I think it's more the... The other things other than, oh, Illinois is working on this new right. ball screen action with, with Kofi and Io. Um, more from Roger. Is the Belgian dude a Big Ten contributor? I like that question. The Belgian dude. Well, yeah, I mean, last week's podcast, right. I said that you know Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk was perhaps my sleeper for this coming season. And... It's all just kind of speculation because, I mean, we saw him briefly for n- very small parts of nine games last year, um, you know, on the court in live game action. But, again, he 100% looks the part. I know the coaches are, are high on his potential. They were last year, even before, like, while he was dealing with injuries, and that hasn't changed. You know, he spent a lot of good time. With Adam Fletcher, because you know, when I mean, when you're not playing, not able to go, I mean, he could, could work on his upper body at least quite a bit. So he could be a key piece for this team. I guess you know, we just we'll find out for sure. Maybe starting November 21st. But yes, could be a Big Ten contributor in my opinion. But just sort of a a wait and see moment and. It's harder to tell with him because you know, he didn't play in high school basketball, obviously, in the U.S., and 
didn't play AAU and didn't get a chance to see him up against the guys that he'd be playing against now. I mean, he played in Belgium, and the most I saw was like highlight films, and you don't put your bad plays on highlight film. Fair enough. Got another question here from Jim R. Well, this will be a good one. Why haven't you done a story about Georgie's Instagram at antics? Jim R. asks. Citing Sunday's post of Georgie apparently climbing a tree to help with a cat house project. One of the cat house in two words, hopefully. <laughs> and <Yes>. what? <laughs> it is a what? magnificent photo of, of, again, Georgie with not many clothes on, but scaling a tree, uh, apparently to help uh, a community couple. And it looks like he did. One of the greatest comments from the many that were reacted to it he called him Georgie of the Jungle. That's pretty good. That really is good. That <laughs> might be his new nickname. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if you follow Georgie on Instagram, he gets around campus and he has been taking some uh, unique training uh, measures, be it climbing trees, be it scaling Cranert's outdoor theater, be it doing some weird stuff on handrails. He looks like a California skateboarder. How about it, Richie, says Jim R. Where's the story? Sounds like it's one I need to write. I'll just add it to the the list that I have going for this week, which wow. especially for Sunday. If you like what I write, I'm writing basically everything Sunday, including my about my trip you know, to Eastern coming up this week. Yeah, I did write about Georgie and his TikToks mm-hmm. He's taking earlier in level, the pandemic. Right. Follow him on Instagram. It's it's worth a it's worth a watch. He's an entertaining fella. But this one, I would worry, he's way up in a tree. Don't fall. Have you ever climbed a tree, Scott Ritchie? You don't look to be a tree climber. I really wasn't. Not no. even as a kid. I mean, probably. I think everyone. What kids don't climb trees? Do kids climb trees still? Well, Georgie does. He's right, but sort of a kid. I did right. You climbed your front tree. Ed Bond, you ever climb a tree? Yeah, he Ed climbed a tree. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since I. All right, was in a tree. But yeah, apparently I'll be writing about Georgie okay. and his. Could be a good college yeah. basketball uh, extra centerpiece. Okay, Georgie of the jungle. Georgie. Your headline just wrote your headline for you. Uh, that's good. What do you got coming this uh, week? As far as the rest of that page goes, do you know who what uh, beat writer you're talking to yet? I don't. It would be another Big Ten. Okay. I'd be interested in Michigan State's just kind of the buzz that is, you know, this year is not so much, right? Yeah. But then, but then. The recruiting has been. Comes the team that might end the Big Ten's drought of national championships if it doesn't happen this year. Which it could. With Illinois. That's. And maybe Iowa. Don't give me Wisconsin. We'll still win a lot of games. No but I'm one interested will be thrilled, but. Tom Izzo's uh, rejuvenation on the recruiting trail. Yeah, that 2021 class, especially if it you know, includes Imani Bates, who could reclassify. Sure sounds like it. He might as well. He's 
could probably play college basketball right. now. Yes. As a, you're going to be a junior in high school. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Okay. That's my... And some other Sunday stuff coming. Uh, I have a story on Brian Randall, former Illini. Ooh, I like that. Where'd that come from, by the way? His new assistant like just how he has his ascension in the NBA of all. Well, I asked him that because he said it kind of came as a surprise to him because he, he's worked the last two years with the Minnesota Timberwolves, first as a assistant video coordinator and then this past season um, that is – Done for the Timberwolves, and obviously still continuing for other teams um, as a player development type coach. So he was a little more involved in uh, some on-court work during practice, at least. And you know, he doesn't know Monty Williams, the coach of the Suns. Or I mean, he knew of him, obviously, mm-hmm. but they hadn't you know met before. And I guess how he put it is like his name came up in relation to a different job for a different organization, and then through the connections of the basketball world wound up maybe on Monty Williams' desk and then he interviewed and got the job. Smart fellow Brian Randall always had his act together. Not only could dunk really hard, but very impressive off the court. I can see him winning over folks in job interviews. Yeah, and he brings an interesting background because, I mean, he played 10 years uh, all overseas, but you know, in you know, most of the time in Israel, but like uh, those teams were, you know, part of the Euroleague competition. So he played and traveled, you know, a lot of the continent, and f- felt like just that diversity in his basketball background will really help him as he enters the the coaching ranks. Love it, Sunday's News Gazette. Pick it up, Scotty. What else you got before I let you go? Leave me with something bright and cheery. Okay, I'm trying to think the brightest and the cheeriest. Well, I mean, obviously there's the the news that the start date for college basketball will be coming this week. So All right. I imagine I'll have something on that. I'm happy. That is a that is good news. Um, and then a, a future Good Morning Illini Nation for this week will be uh, Kofi Coburn and his uh, thoughts and opinions on some of those. Illini newcomers, the freshmen, just kind of what he's seen from them and uh, the workouts that, that they've been able to have together. Get over here and give me a big old hug. I'm on fired up now. On that note, <laughs> that's the podcast. <laughs> Time to go to Charleston. All right. Thank you for the questions. Uh, let's get m- more this week. Uh, thank you, Scott Ritchie. Looking forward to your Sunday coverage on the news and the sports section. And remember, every morning, 6 a.m., Illini HQ. Dot com, you get to read college basketball. Nobody else does it. Thank you, Scotty.